Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our service of worship on this Sunday morning. Uh, as you have probably noticed when you came in, uh, the colors of the vestments changed today uh, because today is a very special day in the church calendar year. Uh, we refer to it as Christ the King Sunday. And Christ the King Sunday is the end of the church liturgical calendar year. And next week, with the first Sunday of Advent, is the beginning of the church calendar year. We begin that season of expectation looking forward to Christmas. That's the start of the church liturgical year. But today we are here to celebrate the fact that we serve Christ, our King, the King of all kings. And so it's a blessed day to be together. I'm glad to join you in worship. And we're going to begin by singing the hymn, O Worship the King. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Be still. Be still and know Be still and know that God is. Let us pray together the prayer of the day. O God of power and might, your Son shows us the way of service, and in him we inherit the riches of your grace. Give us the wisdom to know what is right, and the strength to serve the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
The first reading is Daniel 7, 9, 10, and 13 to 14. As I watched, thrones were set in place, and an ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair on his head like pure wool. His throne was furied flames, and his wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. Thousands upon thousands served him, ten and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. As I watched in the night vision, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. As he came to the Ancient One and was presented before him, to him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all people, nations, and language shall serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 93, read responsively. The Lord is king, he is robed in majesty. He has established the world, it shall never be moved. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the waves of the sea. Your decrees are very sure. Our second reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 4b through 8. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. Let's continue by singing the hymn, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is.
The Gospel according to John, the 18th chapter. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of our Lord. Today is Christ the King Sunday, one of several special days in the church calendar year where we recognize one key aspect of the character of our Lord and Savior. Jesus is a king. In fact, for centuries, Christians have proclaimed that Jesus is not just a king, but rather he is the king, the king of all kings. Our lectionary text from the Gospel of John for this week tells the story of Jesus encountering Pontius Pilate. Pilate was a Roman official, and when the Jewish leaders brought Jesus to the Roman authorities in order to have him crucified, they had to bring him before Pilate first. During their brief encounter, Pilate asks Jesus who he is. What has he done wrong for the Jewish leaders to be so angry at him? And Jesus' response, his response is, seem a little bit cryptic, if we're being honest. But much of what they talk about centers around whether or not Jesus is a king. Jesus tells Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world. And he said one thing in particular that really struck me as I was reading this text, thinking about it and studying it, I couldn't get past this line. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is such an important sentence. And there are three things that I want to draw our attention to about what Jesus is saying. First, about truth. What is truth? Truth is the most real, real thing there is. The dictionary defines truth like this. The true or actual state of matter, conformity with fact or reality, Verified, indisputable fact, proposition, principle. Truth is the bedrock of reality. Now you might think that the truth would be easy to agree on. However, that's not always the case, is it? There's an entire strand or or school, if you will, of philosophy which focuses on reasoning out what can be considered truth. It's called epistemology which literally translates the study of truth. Philosophers debate, how can we know truth? How can we determine what is true and what is not true? 
But truth exists, right? The truth is, truth exists. Pilate asks Jesus, what is truth? The conversation ends there and the story moves on. But Jesus finishes by saying, those who belong to the truth, they listen to my voice. Jesus is making a bold claim that his voice speaks only truth. For centuries, Christian theology and teaching have backed up that claim by saying Jesus' life and words are aligned to reveal the essence of reality. Or in one way, to say it more simply, Jesus is the truth. It does take faith to trust that Jesus is the truth. But you could say the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. We look at Jesus' example And ultimately, we look at Jesus' love to confirm that he is the truth. Now, a second observation from this line we can make from this passage is that Jesus assumes that people who are pursuing truth are listening for him. So what does it mean to listen, to truly listen? Listening is actually different than hearing. Hearing is simply a sense The sense of having a body part that takes in sound and interprets that sound and gives that sound meaning. But listening is actively paying attention to something. Someone who listens to another is practicing one of the most impactful forms of love. When we listen to another person, we show them that they are not alone. And that, my friends, is something that all of us crave. We need that. We hunger for community and connection. It's a core human need. And few things meet that need like knowing that our soul has been heard by another soul. That they understand us. That they know our hearts and our emotions and our experiences and our story. When you share that kind of connection with someone, you know that you're not alone. And that's a beautiful thing. But listening does not come naturally to us. In fact, you have to practice listening in order to get good at it. Good listeners are people who pay attention to what someone else is saying or sharing, and they're not already thinking of how to respond. See, that's the key. And oftentimes, when I'm talking to married couples, they think they're listening to one another. But what actually is happening is they're preparing to respond before the other person's finished. Right? So if you truly listen to someone, you're waiting till they're done, you confirm that you've understood by repeating back what you've heard, and then you respond. That takes a lot more work, doesn't it? So it's very important to point out that many people who claim to follow Jesus don't take time to listen for his voice. We can hear God speak in the scriptures. We can hear God speak in songs and hymns like we were just singing. We can hear God speak in art, nature, conversation, experiences, in our own feelings and emotions, through books, poetry, prayer. There's so many ways that God can choose to speak to you and me. But what's often missing is our listening. Listening for God's voice is arguably the most important task of the spiritual journey. And if we aren't listening for God's voice, then likely we're listening to a variety of other voices. 
Now, the third and final observation I want to make regarding this passage is to connect it to something else that Jesus said in a different place. Numerous times in the Gospels, Jesus is asked, what are the most important commandments? Jesus regularly responded with the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the essence of Christian faith. All done. No more sermon needed. We can go home, right? Just kidding. I'm not quite finished. But don't worry. We're almost there. This is the essence of the Christian understanding of life. We are called to love God, called to love others, and called to love ourselves. It's In a way, it's simple to understand because it's so easy to articulate that. But it is one of the most difficult things to practice. And often we overcomplicate it. When Jesus said, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice, we're being reminded that the voice of Jesus is also the voice of love. Eternal, infinite, gracious, and unchanging love. Love and truth go hand in hand. Because, in fact, they are the same thing. Love is the most real real there is. It's the most true thing there is. And Scripture also tells us that God is love. So we can't separate love and truth. And if we're paying attention, listening to the voice of God, we will hear the voice of love and the voice of truth. They will be in harmony with one another. If we're trying to listen for God's voice, but we hear things like this, shame, fear, bitterness, cynicism, and hatred, then we're not hearing God's voice. That's one of the simplest truths that I, as a pastor, can help you understand when you're trying to listen for God's voice. It's one of the simplest ways to help you discern what is and what is not God's voice. God doesn't use shame, fear, bitterness, cynicism, or hatred. God speaks to us gently in love, tenderness, peace, compassion, and graciousness. When God speaks, we sense our souls being drawn toward light and to a larger, more full picture of love. That's the essence of God's voice. As we prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, my prayer for each of us is that we would pay attention to the voice of love and truth that comes from the Trinity by the way of Christ the King. When we hear that voice, we find purpose, wholeness, healing, and most importantly of all, hope, which is one of the core themes of the upcoming season of Advent. Even when the world seems on fire, so many things around us in our lives are breaking and changing and cause us fear, we can have hope because we rely on the voice of love and truth to be our guide, to be our God and our foundation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's continue our service of worship by singing the hymn, Jesus, the Very Thought of You.
Now I invite you to join me in the reading of our Confession of Faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Creator, the earth and all that is in it belongs to you. Inspire us to use what you have made, to give justice to the oppressed, food to the hungry, and freedom to the captives. In our offerings given in your name, lift up those who are bowed down. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This week we celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving. I wanted to give you an opportunity in our service of worship this morning to share briefly things that you're thankful for. So as you feel led, feel free to raise your hand and I'll point you out and invite you to share anything that you want to that you're thankful for. Maggie. I am so thankful for the staff mm. and the friends here at Sunnyview. I am so thankful for being here at Sunnyview. Amen. Thankful for staff and family and community here at Sunnyview. Carol. I am also thankful for this community and that we're here, and also that I was able to go visit my brother. That mm. is a blessing in disguise. Amen. Amen. Others, things you're thankful for. <coughs> yeah. I am grateful for my family, but I too join my sisters and say how grateful I am to be living here at Sunnyview. Mm. The staff is so caring and so kind. Mm. Amen. Yeah, thank you. 
I was so grateful for my daughter-in-law to visit me mm-hmm. and help me through some of the projects I had. And now I'm looking forward and will be doubly grateful for my the rest of my family who are coming to visit during the holidays. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing, and I pray God's blessings upon each of you as we celebrate the season, uh, the holiday of Thanksgiving coming this week. I pray that it would be a reminder for all of us to imbibe that spirit of of thankfulness throughout the year. Now, I invite you to join me in praying the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue by singing the hymn on the backside of your program, Lift High the Cross.
Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.